Hi there, this is Joan Van Ark, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Fernwood tonight, 30 minutes of very remarkable entertainment. Coming to you live with your host for tonight, Mr. Barth Gimble. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will welcome back Marty Croft. Later on this hour, Marty Croft of Sid and Marty Croft Productions. Sid and Marty Croft received a star on the world-famous Hollywood Walk of Fame earlier this year. It is the latest event to commemorate the Croft's 50th anniversary in television. We'll talk to Marty about that. We'll ask Marty about the ceremony. We'll also talk about some of the new projects that they have in the works when Marty Croft joins us later on in this Hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. Coming up in our second hour, we will welcome back our friend Lori Jacobson. Lori Jacobson, celebrated Hollywood historian and the author of several books on film and TV history. Her latest book is a collection of recipes from your favorite child stars from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. It also includes memories of the places and people from whom these recipes originated. Lori Jacobson will join us in our second Hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom for this week in TV history. Tony's segment, of course, sponsored by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble, storysalon.com, facebook.com forward slash story salon. This particular segment was part of a conversation that Tony and Donna and I recorded around the Memorial Day weekend in which we talked about some of the TV icons who passed away during the month of May, including Fred Willard. Speaking of Second City, Fred Willard was another Second City alumnus, wasn't he? He was uh, a a Second City alum, and uh, yeah, he was also, he was uh, with the Ace Trucking Company. Yes. And uh, I knew somebody uh, who was married to one of those guys. Uh, you can see uh, there's it's on YouTube. The Ace Trucking Company did do uh, an appearance on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. The Ace yeah. Trucking Co- Company they were another they were, like the committee. They were one of the great improvisational groups of the '70s, as I recall. The the Ace Trucking Company did a lot more television than the committee did as as a group. But uh, the, the Ace Trucking Company did a lot of the uh, variety shows, the summer variety shows on, on the 70s, seen on television all the time. Yeah, um, I think Fred Willard just had this wonderful character, this everyman that uh, I think just served him well. You rarely see him playing, you know, outside of that one guy, but he did it so well. He did uh, have a comedy team with a gentleman named Vic Greco. And if you're a Get Smart fan, they did an episode. Uh, oh. Uh, they did an episode. They both were control agents at the Academy that were failing. So uh, Maxwell <laughs> Smart had to come uh, bring them in to do some, uh, I, I guess, the equivalent of summer school. Huh. And it's funny because Fred Willard is pretty much playing straight to uh, Vic Greco. So he had uh, the funny lines and the funny bits, and Fred Willard, what you know, was kind of like the, not the teacher's pet, but the you know, he was basically the student that would remind you that you forgot to give out homework. <laughs> uh, so he was he was playing it uh, much more uh, straight. I would compare him also to someone like when you saw Buck Henry on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you would he he you know just playing the every man you know. The guy going into the delicate, you know, the samurai delicatessen, he could play that role beautifully. 
the other thing about he reminded me of so many of the dads I knew when I was little in Defiance, Ohio. You know, that would come over. I remember living with my grandparents. He'd be the dad that comes over and is having uh, a 45-minute conversation about a new rake he bought. And, you know, or, you know, uh, a sale at the bait-and-tackle store or whatever. And just, you know, how amazing he was. To some degree, he played that type of character on Modern Family. He was a Ty Burrell's father. Yes. He he did a, a beautiful job. And Jimmy Kimmel did a special tribute because right now Jimmy Kimmel shows are only a half hour. So he did one half hour show that was just a tribute to Fred Willard because Fred Willard did a lot of uh, shtick uh, on his show, like he did prior with uh, Jay Leno and, and David uh, Letterman they, and De- David Letterman. Yeah. He used to, he used to do appearances on David Letterman. As a, there's and, a, there's a YouTube video of Fred Willard's appearances during the first 10 or 12 years of David Letterman. It's two and a half hours. Someone edited them all together. And that just gives you an idea of just how many times he appeared on that show. In one case, this is around 82. This is, it was around the time of Spinal Tap. And one of his other improv partners, I forget her name, but she was either a British or an Australian comedian. And she was his improv partner at the time. And yeah. It morphs from a as straightforward an interview on late night as it could be into uh, Fred and Sandra Karen. The two of them, they did like a five or seven minute riff on improvisation. It was great to watch. Yeah, I, I remember that they were very, very funny. And it was, you know, it was like a routine that they did at the couch. You know, it wasn't like a, a setup or anything. Yeah, yeah. It was like they come on and yeah, they first do a, a wonderful mock debate you know just argument over doing a scene yeah which was very funny and then they actually did a a, a scene together you know a guy picking up a girl at the bar and uh, <laughs> and she's pregnant <laughs> yeah yes. Oh. And, yes. He, and, and he's he's clueless he's he's yeah. that for lack of a better word he's that jerry hubbard character who's sort of oblivious to the to what's going on in front of him he, yeah it was great you know it also reminded me of the cab driver routine that uh, Jack Burns and Avery Schreiber used to do. Uh, just, you know, just the naivete that you're in the big city on the convention and you're talking about your line of work and you're kind of oblivious to the world around you. And the uh, Burns and Schreiber bit, the cab driver having to explain that, you know, you can't take a cab to the Statue of Liberty. You know, why, why, why? Okay, you got to take a ferry. Hey, 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 pal. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the routine there, you know, it's just, it's funny. Like, they, you know, the self-absorbed, uh, the character, you know, which, I mean, he was perfect with that. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as we remember the life and career of actor and comedian Fred Willard as part of this week in TV history. Fred Willard passed away this past Friday, May 15th, at the age of 86. I wanted to go back to the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Um, they had some testimonials. One of them was from Ty Burrell, and he was very emotional because it's at the last bit that they ever did together. He wanted so to say something very heartfelt, and it was, uh, you know, something like, you know, all that could come out was, I've really enjoyed working with you. And he put his hand on him and said, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, you know, the next time we get to work together. 
you know, I'm working our next gig together. And that was like the last thing they said to each other. I Burrell, you know, just really wanted to say, you know, how much of an influence and how that he did. And the last one, I think, was the most emotional. Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Yeah. So the last one was Martin Mull. And you knew that these guys had a 40 year relationship. Yeah. And starting with Fernwood to I mean, starting with Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman Mm -hmm. to Fernwood tonight. And then it always seemed like you would find these guys paired up. One of them would get a gig and eventually it was kind of like Stiller and Mirror in the sense one of them got a gig. One of the other one would eventually show up. They did a couple of things for uh, HBO. Uh, Yeah, the history of white people in America, which I need to find that. Uh, because again, when I talk about, uh, Fred Willard reminding me of so many of the dads I knew in defiance, Ohio, that is the best example. Uh, I think the history of white people in America as the best example, his character there that just plays it. So, so beautifully, just happy, a family having a picnic and everybody having their own jar of mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> well, that's my mayonnaise. Don't you have your own mayonnaise? It's like, yeah. Um, but he, I mean, it was just so perfect. But uh, they did have, I think, something historic uh, when they were, because Martin Mull had a regular uh, role on Roseanne for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the original run, he yeah. was uh, her boss. And then they became business partners later on. And his character was gay. And when he found somebody that he fell in love with, it was played by uh, Fred Willard. And uh, yeah, they had, I think... Uh, I can't, I'm not 100% sure if it's the first gay wedding on TV. I think you're right. I think you're uh, right. But it, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. A lot of cameos. Norm Crosby was the officiant. Uh, but there are a lot of characters, you know, reoccurring that, that came for the wedding episode. About uh, what year are we looking at? Oh, About. So. This, uh, I think this is like three or four years before the puppy episode. The puppy yes, episode was ninety seven, mid mid late nineties. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, um, Milton Berle appeared in that episode just as a, a sight gag and drag, as a wedding <laughs> guest. And remember, prior to that episode, there was an episode where Mariel Hemingway kissed Roseanne. She was a lesbian that was uh, interested in Roseanne, and there's this big kiss. Huh. Did ABC get a lot of flack for either episode? I'm sure they did. I am positive they did, you know, because this was before the, like you said, this was before the puppy, Ellen. And I am sure, you know, but at that time, you know, first of all, Roseanne is no stranger to controversy. Yes. And uh, I am sure at that time, ABC probably saw it as there's no such thing as bad press, you know. Yeah. If and it are... was it was still a top 20 show at the time. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they could get away with it. Yeah. And it was a good episode that a lot of people watched. So I agree. There is no such thing as bad publicity. Tony Figueroa and Donna to- Allen are with us via Zoom. We are remembering the life and career of Fred Willard. Fred Willard, great improvisational actor, comedian. Most recently uh, played Ty Burrell's dad on Modern Family. Fred Willard passed away this past Friday, May 15th. There are two things... Two things that come to mind. One is I spent a little time on Saturday the 16th reading the various tributes. This was a man who was universally beloved in the industry. Definitely. Our mutual friend Lee Goldberg shares a really great story. Lee, Lee, of course, produced television, uh, network television for about 20 years, wrote and produced television for about 20 years. 
Before and after that, he wrote one of the great bathroom books, for lack of a better word, ever published, which is a compendium on unsold pilots. And the backstory of all these un uh, unsold pilots for the past 60 years of television. And uh, it was optioned into a, uh, a primetime special. And then there was a similar project starring Martin Mull and Fred Willard. And the gimmick was they asked Lee Goldberg if you'd come on and you would talk about your book during this uh, pilot with Fred and, uh, and Martin Mull. Well, Lee found out that it was not a talk show. It was a scripted parody of a talk show. And so instead of appearing as Lee Goldberg, his real person, he played a character named Lee Goldberg and he was given lines and Lee was out of his element. And in recalling the story on Facebook, Lee talked about how Fred Willard went out of his way to say, hey, relax. You, you got an idea what you're going to say. Martin and I are going to improv. We all know what story points we have to hit. Just, just relax and follow our lead. And he said, for a non-actor, to have an actor just kind of take my hand, so to speak, and kind of walk me through this, he said that's, and there are a lot, of, and apparently there are a lot of stories, there are a lot of Fred Willard stories along those lines about what a generous actor he was. He was just of the school, you know, that uh, you give and take, and especially when you're improvising, it is a, a, it is a communal environment. You have to give, you have to take, you have to make your, uh, your co-stars look good. You know, it's not just about you. You can't steal the show. You can't uh, yes. uh, take is, it all the way. So is that, he was, is I, that Calypso? I mean, he was, that is Calypso in the background. Yeah. Calypso, what a Tony and Donna's cats are making an appearance on our on our program. So we are we are a family we are we are a feline friendly program. The other thing, and I don't remember whether he did this for the Archive of American Television or some other forum, but there's an interview. Um, there's about a seven minute clip of Fred Willard talking about the origins of specifically Jerry Hubbard on Fernwood Tonight. But then you know because he often played variations of Jerry Hubbard in other projects and two things he talked about how the idea behind jerry hubbard was that he was this guy who had no filtered he just he spoke what was on his mind and thought about it later to the extent he thought about it at all and fred willard is talking about that is the remote opposite of him as a person fred is a very you know fred fred willard the person is a very quiet was a very quiet individual who, who thought before he spoke. And it's a reminder that a lot of times the best characters actors play are characters that are the remote opposite of who they are. They draw on something mm -hmm. else. There is on YouTube him reading basically a, as Jerry Hubbard as a, a poem about, you know, leaving this world, <laughs> uh, which you can find, which he did a beautiful read of it, you know, and then, uh, you know, Martin Mull goes, Oh, that's beautiful. Who wrote that? He goes, I don't know. They're probably dead and gone. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a perfect ending. But you know, since you've brought up you know archive of the American of American television, uh, there is a segment, and it's on my blog. Uh, he was asked what's his greatest achievement and what was his biggest regret, and his greatest achievement was teaching his daughter how to catch a fly ball. And he said, yeah, I could talk about, you know, getting nominated for an Emmy, but, you know, it's like when he, when, when she he was asked the question, he talked about uh, his daughter uh, getting into Little League because they were letting girls in uh, Little League 
and he wanted to teach her everything she knew about you know everything he knew about baseball because he played in college mm-hmm. and he, he played uh, literally and he taught her the the right way to catch a fly ball when I'm watching this I'm oh I wish I had known that yeah you know because there is a there is a technique you don't extend your arm out because you won't calculate you can't be right in you know you want to be right in front of it but not so that it hits your head but that the glove is protecting your face yeah and, and then it just lands right in the glove and um, I'm watching that wow I wish I knew that but then he's at a game and uh, he is you know somebody comes up and wants to chat it up and then in the conversation the fly ball goes out to right field where his daughter is and she catches it beautifully <laughs> and uh, he had to stop the, I'm sorry I'm being a little distracted he watched and you know he said, he said that was like his his proudest moment uh, his biggest regret was not uh, accepting the lead role in the movie Airplane. That was uh, Robert Hayes's uh, role, who did you know a wonderful job, uh, you know, you but, know and, and he gives credit. Now, now, why did he turn that down? I mean, I, that is one of my favorite films. I need a good. Le- I should be watching it yeah. now. What? Uh, what? Because. Why? He read the script and he saw just a lot of double entendres and, and those, you know, the, the lines, you know, the gag lines. Uh, and he just didn't think that it was funny. He just thought that it was, you know, all these lines. And he was in a good place at the time because he was doing real people. Yeah. And, you know, he had done that for George Slaughter. You know, he had done it for a while. Uh, he decided to leave the show for a little bit, but still had a good relationship with George Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, at that time he was doing so he was, you know, in, in a good position, you know, where uh, he, he could say no to a, a, a movie deal like that. Uh, but when he read the script, he just thought a lot of the line, he thought there was a lot of one liners and, and silly gags and stuff like that. I guess he just couldn't, art, you know, visualize what that movie would become. I'm, I and, can't and, I can't visualize him in that role. Yeah. And I love uh, Fred Willard. I, think, I just can't visualize him in that role. I think what made Airplane great and you know robert hayes and uh, julie haggerty you know mm-hmm. were wonderful but you had all these great dramatic actors that were also you know known you know for action as well yeah and keep in mind when airplane came out leslie nielsen was not known for comedy no he was known for quinn martin shows yeah um and he was the captain of the uh poseidon, uh, poseidon. yeah the poseidon yes so even when you saw him on a sitcom, rarely did you see him play the zany character. He was usually, you know, he would be like Shirley Partridge's date. Yeah. And I think, you know, both uh, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen and, and, and Richard Mulligan, you know, were, and they played straight. Yeah. Uh, you know, Richard Mulligan, I think, is also one of those that, you know, I think prior to Soap, um, I mean, you saw him like in The Big Bus and a few other things. But he also had a whole career where he was, you know, the straight man and the leading man and all that, you know, before uh, people realize how funny it could be. But, you know, when you see Robert Stack and Lloyd Bridges and, uh, you know, all these guys that you, you know, are big time action and they are being hysterically. It was they are reading these lines straight. Yeah. And and, and that's the beauty of Airplane. Yeah. Everybody's playing it as if it were. A dramatic film, as if it were another airport movie. Yeah, we need to get this woman to a hospital. A, hos- a hospital? What is it? It's a large building with lots of patients, <laughs> but that's not important right now. Um, 
you know, someone like some of the characters that Chevy Chase used to play on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. would be kind of more into into that vein, I think, than Fred yeah. Willard's style of comedy. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, knock, knock, who's there? Babs liver. Babs liver who? Well, I don't know, Babs, but I do know this. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, he would. He would, uh, yeah, he was able to pull that off. But yeah, I think uh, Fred Willard was definitely of a of a different school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is amazing that yeah, his proudest achievement is teaching his daughter how to catch the fly ball. And his biggest regret, he found out when he was he was doing a movie called First Family, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, with Bob Newhart. Uh, yeah, Bob Newhart, Madeline Kahn, Gilda Radner, and uh, he he had done that. And uh, well, they were in in the middle of shooting that. Yeah, Buck Henry comes into the room and says, well, I just saw the biggest hit of the summer. And he goes, what? Airplane. And it's like, oh, you know, that. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. 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 So, I say short, shortly before that, he did a movie with John Ritter, which, you know, had just kind of disappeared into the ether called Americathon. Yeah. And he was he was kind of a sleazy politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, John I see that. Ritter, yeah. yeah. You see. Yeah. And John Ritter was the president of the United States. Chet Roosevelt. Uh, <laughs> it was done in the late 70s, but it takes place in the eight night in the late 90s, and it was uh, kind of a dystopian comedy, yeah. if you want to call it that, uh, where you know there is no fossil fuels left, uh, and people are living in their cars, and um, and uh, yeah, he's the president, and uh, the United States is going bankrupt. And the richest person in the country is a Native American who owns the title to the United States. <laughs> so he's going to repossess the United States. The United States, basically the United <laughs> you know, and, and we weren't using Native American. So the idea right. is that the United States is being repossessed by an Indian. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, California even sells uh, San Diego to Mexico uh, <laughs> to raise money. So, I mean, it is very absurdist. But he, he, he plays a, a major role in that. And um, and John Ritter's wife, Nancy, John Ritter's first wife, Nancy Morgan's in it. A lot of great cameos, very young Jay Leno's in it. Uh, but yeah, Fred Willard uh, is playing the, the sleazy politician type. He? Now, going back to something that I think Tony said earlier, actually, I think you, you both said, he was known basically for playing one character, but that one character was brilliant and i believe you know i never oh there he is again yeah mm-hmm. no i take that back i said it over and over my entire life but each time you saw him he was new yeah yeah may have been a variation of the same character but he was there it was grounded it was real he was funny and just i mean yeah i remember i remember fernwood tonight uh that's the first i think series that i saw him on but he had always been there, and to this day, to, to have that type, any actor to have that type of career, yeah, is, ama- I mean, it lasts. How many years was he? How many decades was he working? Six, seven. Well, if he was work, if 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 he was on the original Get Smart, that's uh, that's close to five decades. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as we remember the life, career, and improvisational genius of actor-comedian Fred Willard as part of this week in TV history. We'll take a quick time out, and we'll talk some more Tony and Donna when we come back 
on TV Confidential. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your Structured Settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a Structured Settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now, and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free and it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. That's 800-965-7987. Story Salon is Los Angeles's longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative something new funny astonishing sunset magazine says tales tall tragic and tantalizing all of this makes story salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available you can learn more about us by going to our facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.